0: Welcome back to the Laravel podcast. This is your host Matt Stauffer. Today I'm going to be talking to someone whose name I struggle with, Antonio Ribeiro. I, I'm so bad at it. He's the master of Stack Overflow, Laravel, and much more. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Laravel Podcast Season 3. I'm your host. I want to say I'm your favorite host, but I'm your only host. So that'd be kind of cheating like when you only have one kid and you say I'm your favorite kid. I'm your host. I'm one of your hosts. Uh, um, No, I'm the only host. See? Matt Stouffer. That's me. I'm the guy talking to you. Joining me is someone who a lot of you have probably learned from at some point in your life, but you often haven't associated that you're actually learning from him. This is the master of Stack Overflow Laravel. That's what's going on here. And I think a lot of people have not recognized that this is actually a thing. We'll get into this in a bit. I also... His his name is... In, pronu- in Portuguese is pronounced in such a way that I'm going to totally massacre it. So I'm going to say it. And then literally the first thing I'm going to ask him to do is say it the way it's actually supposed to be said. So Antonio Ribe- Ri- Ribeiro. See, it's totally fair. So say, say your name for us. And also what I'd love for you to do is just give us a pitch of who are you? What are you about when you meet someone for the first time? What do you tell them about what you do? And then where are you? Um, and then I'll get started asking some questions. Hi, Matt. Uh,
1: my name is Antonio Ribeiro. Howdy. That's how yeah, badly no, I pronounced the, it. The second time you say it, it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. It was really a little bad. better. <laughs> uh, I'm from Brazil originally. Uh, uh, I work uh, in Brazil and I work for a, a company outside Brazil. But I lived in, in, our, in Europe for four years or five years. I don't remember exactly how much time. I live in a city... Everybody knows, I think everybody knows it's Rio de Janeiro. It's mm-hmm. as difficult as, to, uh, as my <laughs> name to, to say.
0: Rio de Janeiro.
1: Exactly, yeah. I work for the Brazilian government. Okay. Uh, specifically, the state legislature in Rio. Hmm. So I'm a public servant. Uh, I do uh, six hours uh, per day of uh, uh, public serving. Mm-hmm. work. And after hours, of course, I, I do some, a lot of work. I work for another company. Now I'm, I'm not exactly working for them, uh, but I'm, I'm available for them. I love uh, to program, and that's why I, I got into Laravel so quickly and, and maybe had some success in, in Stack Overflow so i started my my programming life uh when i was 12 i think in switzerland in a probably a a big department store working with computers that 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 was in in the store and and i was like amazed about computers i got a got a job when i was 12.
0: you got a job when you were yeah. 12 years old working on computers?
1: Yeah, no, no, no not working on computers. I got okay. a job delivering groceries for a store.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. To buy a computer. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I was going to say, that, and that's still impressive, but, but man, you're getting right into it here. You've, you've heard this before and you know that I'm going to ask about your whole background, but let me pause for just one second because okay. what I want, I want to make sure I have is I want to have context for people to know why is that I'm talking to you. And like I said, the, the whole point of this, this, this version of the podcast is to get to know the people who everybody knows, but maybe they don't know who they are, and also to get to the people, get to know the people that nobody knows, um, but they might have benefited from. And I think you're in the second pop box. And so the reason I originally met you is because I started learning Laravel, and some t- I don't know if you and I started at the same time or not. Um, so actually, before I go any further, what version of Laravel was was it when you first started getting really involved? Three point two, remember?
1: yeah,
0: yeah, 2. So, yeah. So you were you showed up there just a little bit before I did. And so I remember in the early days, and especially in the middle days, every time I'd come across everything in Stack Overflow, you would always be the answer. And it's just consistently over and over. And I'm looking at this, and you have oh, yeah. 50, 59,000 reputation on Stack Overflow. And if anybody doesn't know, it's a very, very, very large number of answers. And who knows how good their 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 ideas are here of how many people he's reached. But it is telling me that he's reached 3.7 million people with his answers in Stack Overflow. And, wow, and the, I didn't the, know that. Right, and the large number of them is... Are, are in Laravel. His top tag is in Laravel, uh, Laravel, uh, and then he's got Laravel four. He's got one thousand posts in Laravel that he's interacted with, um, or that he's maybe even that he's created. So there's a lot, there's a lot going on here. He's in the top zero point three percent in Stack Overflow, and I'm only saying that not because that makes you worthwhile or not worthwhile, but that was the reason that we originally connected. Now, since you've made a couple repositories in a couple packages, um, for Laravel, the most recent ones that have come up, um, have been your, uh, your tracker, the stats tracker. Um and then the test test to dashboard is that what it's called I'm trying to remember what it's called Yeah um and I'm then calling it TDDD now Oh it's got a new name Okay I, I so TDDD. Chose, uh, yeah TDDD. got it and then also the one I I have tweeted out a little bit recently is that you have version which basically allows you to pull the version of your Laravel application into your app based on any number of criteria one of which being the Git tag which i was super interested in but it seems like you got a lot more in those do you even know how many packages you have no i'm not sure really <laughs> <laughs> so you you've created uh, I many
1: I, I, I have i have i think uh five or six uh, really uh, popular packages but uh i have like uh 150 repositories exactly in my account, so i don't know
0: <laughs> yeah all right so you you're big on stack overflow you've got a lot of packages and you also are our tw- Twitter presence here and there. But just like a few of the other people we've talked to so far, you're not someone, at least in the, in the US and the Europe, where everybody knows you and everybody knows your name. I don't know the Brazilian um, Laravel community quite so well. So is that different either in Brazil or Rio? Um, do you guys have a really strong community there that you're really invested and involved in? Or are you kind of solo with this?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of solo because uh, it all started for me in Stack Overflow.
0: Okay, and got it. In
1: English, which is not exactly my a uh, uh, language I I used to speak,
0: uh-huh. so
1: I decided to to go deep in in this Stack Overflow uh-huh. thing, but it was uh, way before I I I discovered that I was ranking on Stack Overflow. Yeah, so I did not really contacted people on in the Brazilian community of uh, uh, Laravel community but we got in touch in the IRC okay cool when taylor we was still very uh, f- frequent uh, i don't know if it, it's there now because not
0: I'm, so I'm not here. very
1: frequent now yeah so i know some people of the Laravel community the laravel.com.br which
0: uh-huh. is
1: the website but i just saw th- uh, that they they kind of let it down oh
0: so yeah yeah
1: uh, unfortunately the the last posts uh in the website is like uh, uh 2016. 2016. yeah 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 so one of these days someone asked me if yeah, i was going to 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 do a brazil but mm-hmm. brazil actually and uh i didn't even know it, it was happening so <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. I, I right. just say I'm sorry, and
0: I, I. Yeah. So you're relatively disconnected. So and so yeah. I, and I will. I want to get your whole backstory, but I, I want everybody to have the context for what we're talking about here. So, th- do you use Laravel in your day job? Yes.
1: Yes. Of course. Everything we do in uh, in for the government now mm-hmm. is done in Laravel.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Uh,
1: mostly everything. Uh, I'm I'm a lead of uh, a, a very small group of. Uh, developers.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And we work primarily in Laravel. Laravel okay. and Vue.js.
0: Oh, very cool. Did you get in uh Vue.js pretty early last summer or is it something you're you're jumping into more recently?
1: No, no, uh, pretty early.
0: Okay, cool. uh, Almost
1: when, when Taylor started to to talk about it uh, in the nice.
0: Yeah. Very cool. It's it's interesting because I just googled your name so that I could throw your website into the um into the show notes and found that you had done an an interview on Laravel news, which I try to read those beforehand so that I can make sure I'm not covering the same territory. And I had never read that you'd done that. I had no idea that happened. So excuse me. I didn't do the research I should have done, Um, but that's fine because I still have plenty of questions and curiosity. So, okay. So you are doing Laravel in your day job, but you're also doing some stuff on the side. There's various levels of folks who you're working with. The stack overflow was you're, you're in on stack overflow English early. You're, Somewhat connected, but it's been a little while with the Laravel Brazil community. And part, one of the reasons I asked that is because I saw there's so my book has trans, been translated into three, two or three languages and Brazilian Portuguese is one of them. And I was pretty surprised by that because that that takes a pretty big commitment for somebody in the community have decided that it's a it's a group they want to target. So I was wondering if there was just some some huge, you know, Brazilian Laravel community that I wasn't aware of. So it sounds like at least there at some point was, but it may at least the one in Rio might have uh, gone a little quiet for a little while.
1: Yes, I think the uh, the community is too big, too large. I think. Oh yeah. But they are not very connected.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think they are more connected in the uh, in the PHP community than the, the Laravel Got
0: community. It. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Okay, so before I go to your life story, I want you to give me uh, a pitch real quick on the TDDD. And then if there's any other one package that is just really your favorite package that your favorite contribution level. I don't know if you have, do you, I don't know if stats track or something else, but first tell me about TDD as if I'd never heard of it before. And then do you have any other packages that you really love and you want to share with everybody?
1: Well, TDD is a, uh, it's, it's becoming in an app actually. So it's an app for uh, helping people uh, do TDD. So basically uh, what you you are uh writing tests uh, if you write tests before or or during or after you you are coding uh doesn't matter of course uh but you can use it to help you test your app during development so you you make a change in in your code it will run all your tests if you do a change in one of your tests it will run that test particularly mm-hmm. so it's it's basically that. so but you ha- we have some other things. it's those uh, which are uh, it's, it is able to link all, all the, the lines of your failures. So you can click a, click a link and it will open your HP storm or your sublime text or vs code. It doesn't matter what, what, what editor you are using. Uh, now I, I just uh, added uh, code coverage for it to it. Oh, cool. So you can also see the the code coverage that they are. It's basically that. So you can add as many projects as you have. You can use whatever code editor you have. Uh, If you have a project uh, which you have uh, tests in JavaScript, in PHP, and any any other thing, you can add as many suits you want to add on it. So it's very Mm -hmm. flexible. It's, and it's handy. I, I use it all the time. It, I think it's the, the package that I'm using the most these days.
0: Okay. Very cool. Um, so is this an app where you think that if anybody's doing TDD in Laravel, they should just be using TDDD, Or is it more for specific context and not for others?
1: No, you can. Uh, everybody can use it. Uh, everyone can use it. Uh, if you are using, uh, doing TDD, uh, TDD. In, in Laravel or mm-hmm. uh, in PHP pure PHP or it, you can use it in in Ruby it's very open very and i think it uh, it's a good one to use because uh, i think uh, a freak has a, a package uh, almost like it but it's for uh, the command line okay the difference the difference for, for me it's that i i keep a a monitor i have three monitors here i keep mm-hmm. a monitor with it and when okay. I'm coding, I'm looking at the monitor and seeing if, uh, uh, anything broken in the code I'm writing. That's yeah. very handy.
0: That's really cool. And I asked for one other package that, that is really big for you. Uh, I know you've been working on version recently, but I also know that stats tracker is one of your more popular ones. If you had one, one more of your packages that you think people should check out, which, which one's top of your brain?
1: Uh, I, I like very much, uh, Google to a fake uh, uh but uh, i think there are other options and people are using Alti uh uh which you can blend to laravel very easily mm-hmm. but i think the firewall it's a it's a picture that that people should look at
0: yeah i use firewall you use firewall yeah uh, no, no, this firewall Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> Yeah, I had I had basically written a really crappy version of Firewall, and then you came out with Firewall, so I just switched over to using your package. So, yeah. So, can you and, get can you give like a high level introduction to what Firewall is?
1: A firewall is basically uh, something you you put the, in, in front of your app to protect it. it it's like a a, a real firewall. Uh, the difference, of course, uh, is that you you cannot rely on Firewall for everything. But you can rely on it for uh, things like uh, someone uh, trying to exploit your app. a firewall, of course, will will be better on that. But if someone tries to to hit one route fifty times, it will warn you about that, mm-hmm. and and you can and it can uh, block the person or block the country. It's very very flexible in this way too, and uh, I like it because one of these days I found. Uh, Uh, someone in Denmark trying to to uh, exploit one one of my uh, uh, endpoints so it's, it's
0: cool nice yeah and some of the things that firewall can do is uh so it does the Blacklists and whitelists. It you know it allows you to block people really easily. It also does some detection, like you were saying. It does some intelligent detection to find people causing problems. But it's also got a couple other cool features. One of the things I liked was you can basically send everybody in the whole site to a coming soon page, except for people with whitelisted IP addresses. So there's a couple other tools that are in the same vein of you know firewall, but are actually not just for security purposes. Also, some of them are for uh, you know access purposes as well. So and it's really really fast, right? Like I think I remember looking at some other packages and they would add 50 to 100 milliseconds and this your your github page says 10 milliseconds which is really basically negligible on on most sites. All right, so I have given a little bit of the 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 high level introduction, who you are and what people may have heard of you or they may have seen your stuff before and might not have always known. Um we're about to jump into to you know the history of who you are, but I wanted to p- point one thing out which is that for the longest time I had difficulty remembering what your name was because you have an i in front of it in your twitter handle. And so it says I, <laughs> yeah. Antonio. And yeah. I would always think his name is Ian Antonio or... But then I remember there's a Carlos <laughs> somewhere in there. I'd be like, is it Ian Carlos? And it always had a lot of trouble. So I just wanted to... I've always wanted to tell you the I has been so confusing to me. All right. So uh, sorry. <laughs> back to where we started. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. So so you said when you're 12 years old, you were in... Did you say Switzerland? And you were living there at the time. And you got into computers. And so you got a job delivering stuff so that you could have enough money to... But what i am I'm curious about is... How did you actually get into the computers in the first time? And I, I don't want to go too, too far down this road, but I, I will mention that like you, you, there's a little more gray in your beard than there is my beard. Maybe I'll just, I'll just <laughs> say that. So at this point you were, you were not discovering the same computers that I was discovering when I was 20 or year, 12 years old. So what did it look like for you to learn about and get interested in computers and, and what were those first computers you were getting interested in at that point?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Commodore VIC 20 was the first computer I, I touched it with my own fingers. Okay. Uh, and it was and uh, people were talking very much about uh, Commodore 64. I think, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I, I wasn't able to to use one. But after some time, I, I got back to Brazil. I went to Swiss, I went to, first to France. I I was there for uh, some time, then I got back, I, I, I got to Switzerland, some cities in Switzerland, and then I got back to Brazil and uh, I decided to do a course, I was like uh, 18, I think, okay. and, and then I, I think I, I was uh, really amazed by Apple computers uh, and uh, the PC, the, the first PCs in, in Brazil. Mhm. I think it it was that. I think very early in in computing here in Brazil I, I think I got uh catched by by them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so at that point there were actually classes that you could be taking. You weren't having to just teach on your own, right?
1: Yes, mostly, yes. And okay. and and that was uh my whole life. Because uh first I tried to uh, try a a course. to. Mm-hmm. To get classes and it was not very good because i, I was already reading uh in, in a lot about computers about programming right and uh and then i got to uh, to a class of a, a friend of my father uh which basically gave me a book and 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 a, a book and a computer and told me to to learn by myself oh, so cool. i was basically self-taught me uh, the whole
0: life so was that commodore 64 that you were working with at that point then no at
1: that point no, it was apple, uh, uh, an apple ii oh
0: okay yeah. so so i assume you were learning how to use the machine but were you learning coding like apple script at that point or what was what were you I mean, learning at that point
1: basic i think no at uh, first it was basic and then i got to dbase do you know dbase
0: no never heard of it
1: Oh yeah, it's uh it's it's like a language for uh, querying databases.
0: Okay, it was oh. not,
1: not exactly a, a a language, and then uh, there was Clipper. I, I think Clipper Clipper is a little bit more popular than than DBASE.
0: I've never heard of Clipper either, huh? Yeah, D- DBASE <laughs> and Clipper. Okay.
1: Yeah, so uh, those were were the languages I, I started to to learn, and mm-hmm. um, and then. W- after doing this course, I, I went to a a company kind of to work for them, but work and learn. It was uh, uh, more more like a friend than a, than a, a boss. Huh. So there we started to work with C plus C, not C plus plus yet. C++ right. C++ before, so we 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 were building a translation system in Clipper and C.
0: Translation meaning translating languages.
1: Exactly. It, it okay. was uh, it was trying to translate from six la- different languages, but it was like uh, changing words. <laughs> not, right. Uh, not really. Uh,
0: it didn't understand syntax. It just replaced one word with another.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Basically Got it. that. Yeah. And after we we started to translate to uh, switch sentences and and mm-hmm. idioms things like that. Um, and
0: you, you, so you understood how to do the parsing well enough to to, to write all that. Were you actually involved in writing those translation layers? Yeah,
1: with, uh, it was not exactly a, a parsing. It was like uh, get a, get one word, get try right. to get the the try to get the the meaning in the sentence, and just switch words. Okay, it's really really rudimentary, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. So in that how soon uh, i'm trying to get all the age ranges here so you said when you got to brazil you were taking courses so was that university when you got back home
1: no i was okay. i was still in, in school in, in okay.
0: high school so was this job doing the translation layer were you also still in school at that point or was this out of school yes
1: yes i was working in and, and and studying at the same time always Man.
0: okay yeah. so what was your degree that you were seeking
1: yeah i, I was some years after uh, i I got to do a university here, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I have a, a degree in
0: computing. Basically. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. So you, it sounds like computers have been a thing for a very long time. I mean, you the first thing you mentioned about when you were younger was getting to computers when you were 12 years old. Are there? I know that you're interested in photography, and I feel like you've mentioned dancing at one point, so I know you have some other things. Are those going as far back as computers as well, or have you sort of always been... Computers is one of your biggest hobbies, like since the early days. No, uh,
1: both dancing and photography are, are things uh, that, I, that I started like uh, five years ago, oh, eight okay. years ago. Got eight it. years ago, photography and five years ago, dancing.
0: Okay. I, so I
1: met my, my wife uh, at the dance classes. So oh, we are, very cool. Yeah, we are seven years together. So seven years of dancing and eight
0: years of photography. That's amazing. Um what sort of dancing was it? Uh samba? Do you know samba? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I can't do it's it, sad.
0: but I know what it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh samba uh rock and roll we call it differently here, but it's like rock and roll okay. and uh salsa. Got
0: That's it. Very
1: much new. No.
0: Uh, my wife is a dancer and I'm one of the worst, but I'm one of the worst dancers of all time. She's like a professional dancer (laughs) and I'm, and I'm a clumbling, blumbling idiot. (laughs) So it's a, it's a very fun pair. So I know the words, even if I don't know how to do anything. So that's very cool. Okay. So, so five, five to 10 years of photography, five to 10 years of, of dancing, but this computer thing goes the whole way back there. Was it, Was it weird that you were 12 and you were into computing and it wasn't as much of a cultural... I mean, a 12-year-old kid that's into computers today is just no big deal. Being a 12-year-old in the 90s, for me, was a little bit weird. I I get the sense that you were in the 12-year-old more in like the late 80s or something like that. Was it culturally strange? Or in Switzerland, where you were, was this a normative thing? Was it normal in Brazil? Was it weird in Brazil? Like, What culturally was it like being that into computers that young?
1: I think it was completely different because... uh different for for people to know that I, I was excited about something nobody knew at the time right and it and it was very very expensive it was uh, in brazil a computer it was like uh, buying a, a car or two i think uh, yeah. so uh, my mother uh, didn't want me really to go to that path because uh, uh, she doesn't uh, she didn't believe very much uh, uh, in the 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 power of a computer right but uh so i i had to be an engineer or something like that (laughs) yeah yeah uh so i asked her to buy me a computer and she she basically said no
0: of course not (laughs) of course not (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) yeah Okay, so so what was it that interested you so much about computers when you were 12? Like, what, what was the thing that you saw or the possibilities you saw, or did you see a specific thing happen and you say, I want to be able to do that? Like, what was it?
1: I think that it was exactly that, the, the
0: infinite possibilities. You, and you, you were able to figure it. that out yeah. that early?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so because uh, for a lot of time uh, in that department store, I was just... Trying to figure out what what that thing was about was about, so uh, mm-hmm. it was I was able to play on it and to write things and to do the, to create small programs, mm-hmm. so it was really cool.
0: Yeah, I learned basic, but you said when this was the Commodore VIC 64 years t- or VIC something VIC something I don't know. <laughs> v- what, what were you R- writing C- at that point? V- oh R- right right C- mm-hmm. twenty. Yeah twenty. So what were you writing in at that point when you were really getting started? I
1: don't remember. I I was just copying copying stuff from other from magazines. Okay and then then changing words and changing Uh comments.
0: (laughs) And seeing that you could control things. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So when you were back in Brazil, you started studying things, you you got the job translating. It seems like you were always doing you had multiple fingers and multiple pies as the expression goes. What was your goal then? Did you have a goal other than just to do more stuff with computers?
1: No, learn was always my goal.
0: Yeah. Even, huh. even today,
1: even, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the, the, what happened there, it's, it was, I was uh, actually, I was working for another company at a, another company in Brazil before going to, to that job. There I learned to, to write a little bit more of uh, Clipper and when I, I, I go to, to the, the company of the translation system, I decided I will I would I was able to do the translation system in a different way. So, what we had at the time, it, it was a, a software uh, that was uh, plugged to a uh, editor to like Word Microsoft Word. It was okay. not that, it was another another editor. And okay. it was able to get the words from from the editor and write uh words in another language. Okay. So I decided to build a an editor which was able to <laughs> translate at the same time.
0: Oh my gosh. Like like <laughs> a word a word word perfect word type thing. Yeah, exactly. It oh, it was okay. something
1: before word perfect.
0: <laughs> oh, oh god. Yeah. That's not no big project or anything like that. No, no big. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how'd that work out for you? But I was young. Uh, I was, yeah, so of course, I had we all need no to. That this... <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So, how long did that that dream last? No, that that dream dream come true. So the you you to... actually built one.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it was released and was uh, sold to uh, to a lot of people.
0: Uh, and it was so, you working alone
1: uh, for some time yeah Until I I I got everything almost done yeah it was me in secret and then it became a, a project from the company
0: oh okay so once you so the company that you're working for sort of absorbed it and then they they released it but it was your work originally
1: yeah but but for the company i was working yeah, there yeah okay. yeah sure sure but what I, what i'm hearing Nobody you say knew is knew exactly what, what i was Doing, but uh, uh-huh. I was working
0: there. So what I'm hearing you saying is, at a at a relatively young age, you built a word processor from scratch that was live translating from multi- one language to another. That was released and purchased by many, 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 many people. Yes, basically. no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, you know, just kind of type of thing you just do in your sleep, you know. <laughs> okay, very cool. All right, so we've talked about your work there. You released that thing. So what was next after that? Uh, you worked that I assume you worked there for a little while you said you started there while you were in school. So what was the next big move, whether being done with school or being out with that company or geographic moves, the next thing kind of that went from there?
1: No big moves. I think, uh, I went from, from uh, one job to another, uh, mm-hmm. because I was always, uh, seeking something new to do, something new to, to learn. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but when I was 21, my girlfriend got pregnant. So. Uh, i got married right and things uh, got a little bit uh different because i was not uh, not working for learning anymore i was working for money
0: for providing yeah
1: to uh, to provide so i went to to the to the university when when my my daughter was already uh born then i went worked for uh, uh, another company of a friend, a, a big friend, and then I think I, I stayed there for like five or six years, and then uh, around uh, uh, 1998, I decided to to move completely to a completely different life and oh, yeah. uh, built a a a web service, a web server company. We are yeah. a web host company. So there, we, I was in a, working for a company. I was uh, trying to, to get into the public serving. So I was doing a concourse. I don't know how to say that in English, but uh, uh, you have to, to, to do a, a test to enter to public serving.
0: Okay. um, Like a certification? No, it's like... Uh,
1: I don't know exactly how to say that in mm-hmm. In English, okay. it's a concourse. So you have, you have a lot of people concurring for a, a, for, for a position in the company.
0: Oh, it's almost like a competition and you have to, you have to get a better score and an exam or something like that. Yeah. It's exactly. Okay. Like that. Huh. Exactly like that. Uh, I don't know if
1: you have that in, in, in
0: I don't, I mean, I, I'm sure we class. have. I'm sure that concept exists where multiple people are competing for the same promotion. I don't know if it's such a normative thing where we have a word for it, though. But that makes sense, though, what you're saying.
1: So uh, I, got, I got a position. Uh, we built the, the, the company, me, me and Anselmo, I, my partner. Uh, the company was doing a lot, of, a lot of things. And we were also working for another company Rebuilding their system, so okay. they had they had a system uh, written in Pascal. You know Pascal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I don't know Turbo it, Pascal, but I know what actually,
1: it is. Uh, <laughs> Turbo Pascal at the time, and we decided to go to move everything to Delphi. Okay. So we we uh, me and him basically rewrote a a twenty years old software to uh, in Delphi. Wow. So that maybe uh, uh, had been uh, uh, my our greatest move at the time. I think, yeah, because uh, the company had a lot of clients and and nobody knew exactly how to to build things for uh, Windows at the time. Yeah. everybody was working was still working on DOS. Uh, yep. The company had had I think uh, five or, or six different soft big softwares. Uh, including a, a healthcare system huh. uh, built in Pascal and everything running in the OS. And we we had to move to Windows because the OS was kind of dying at the time. Right. I think it was almost dead. <laughs> so yeah. That was a really big move. For that move, w- why we decided to go uh, in this path? Because they offered us part of the company.
0: For, for rewriting all those systems? For
1: rewriting the system. Uh, so we had, uh, 20% of the company and like, uh, 13 years after this move and everything switched, the the software working, they basically cut, it, cut us off the, the contract.
0: But you had 20% of the company at that point? No, right? not anymore.
1: We lost everything.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: That was. 2013. It was oh exactly gosh. when I decided to go web. We, uh-huh. we were not web anymore. Uh, actually, we was uh, the the problem. The whole problem was uh, we were talking to them that we needed to go uh, to the web. Right. So to move everything to the web as fast as as we could. Because mm-hmm. everybody else everybody else, was already there. right? So they, they say to us, no, it's, we cannot do that now and just cut us off and end up story.
0: I don't want to go too deep into money issues, but if you own 20%, did they just force you to sell your shares I don't, I don't know how that worked legally or was it more like of a, an agreement where there was a little more casual
1: yeah that was the problem actually we had no contracts we had no shares we had oh, nothing man. it was basically friends uh doing uh something really big together for 10 years or 13 years and yeah, they, they just stopped stopped it, uh, uh giving us money and end of story
0: I don't mean to at all all to preach in the face of something difficult you're going through, but my business partner, Dan, and I have found that since the beginning of us comp- starting the company together, we said, you know what, we have each been burned in this similar way at some point in our lives where we go into business with friends and just hugely regret it later because, you know, because you're working with friends, you don't do the the, the same level of like kind of protection that you might have normally done otherwise. And so, what we ha- we decided to do as we started our company was to be very legalistic, even more than you might be with somebody you don't know, so that at no point do we get to a point where our friendship is kind of like on the rocks because of the the those tensions, because everything's so explicitly spelled out. But obviously, we had that after having been burned multiple times, just like you were in that one. And so, I know I know how that feels. Although I don't think to the level t- that that you experienced. So I'm sorry, that's not fun. Yeah. Uh... So so. So how did you guys recover from that? That's a hard hit. What did you do next?
1: I was lucky because uh, I was uh, I had two different jobs. So right, uh, the 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 job I I still have now, uh, working for government, uh, I had it because uh, it it will basically give me money for uh, the rest of the rest of my life. Right. So I lost fifty percent of of, uh, of why. I was making it at the time, but it's not really
0: bad. Right, it's not to, the end of the world. to
1: move uh, from the, the apartment I was. Uh, a lot of things uh, happened in my life, but uh, I survived, and him too. So it's, it's yeah.
0: okay. Okay, I like the attitude. So... The hosting provider is that still going on? I mean because it you've you've mentioned working for the government you've mentioned working for the translation people and then you switch jobs to other people you've mentioned these folks who you had the twenty percent with, but you don't anymore. You mentioned the hosting provider that you created and i'm I'm not always fully following who you work for at any given moment, so <laughs> you're definitely still working for the government because you just told me that are you yeah. still doing this hosting thing?
1: No, not anymore okay uh, we had to close everything because i'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the money that, that, that we were making with the other company was uh, providing a lot of things, including the housing company that was not uh, very profitable at the time. Got it. So we closed it.
0: Okay. So very fast. So. Yeah. So I. I... When you said hosting company, the first thing that came to my mind was you were running some servers and you were renting out shared hosting. But you've never actually said that. What sort of hosting were you renting and what sort of folks were your clients?
1: Exactly that. Uh, the hosting company okay. started, started because we knew a little bit about Internet. Uh, we saw uh, some hosting companies doing really bad things in the market. And mm-hmm. we decided to, to get one client of ours which was not exactly the, the was not that that company that was our partner and built a site for it for him for them and for that we needed a good uh, web server right so we learned a lot of linux at the time debian mm-hmm. linux built uh, build a server got a, an internet connection a, a home internet connection Discovered how to to make things uh, happen, to to uh, get a DNS up, a Apache a mail server. Right. So We learned everything in like uh, three months, and Jeez. and got it up. Yeah, got it all up, and the company was online.
0: Working. And you said a home a home internet server, where you were able to get a fixed IP address, though, right? Yes. After, afterwards. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we started with, with a, a an IP address. Let me remember. Yeah, no, we started actually. Our tests were all doing at home, but then we got an IP address in a in an office of a friend uh, in downtown. Okay. So it was that, and after that we we moved our server to a co-location inside a data center and got right. more servers and the the thing got really big.
0: And so it was, was it just the two of you basically remoting into those servers in the co-location center or did you start kind of having other folks working for you as well or?
1: Not, not in the the web service company, it was only me and him.
0: Okay. So what do you use for hosting now for your side projects? Are you a Linode guy or are you a self, are you hosting your own stuff?
1: Yeah. I host everything in DigitalOcean, Using Forge to learn a Forge. Yeah. Uh, except, except for my backups that are on Amazon.
0: Okay. I do the same thing, but it's... in. I mean, I know, a, I know my way around a basic Linux server and Nginx and Apache and stuff like that, but I'm not at the point where I could be running my own hosting service. So it's interesting to hear someone who has such a depth of experience in hosting still choosing, saying, you know, hey, this is the easiest way to do it, so why not, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So that was 2013. Those things shut down. Since 2013, obviously you mentioned that you know the last, last time your um, the Laravel meetup was going was in 2016, and you said at that point you'd already stepped away a little bit. So what have the last four years been like? What have you been working on? And I mean, obviously you're spitting out packages. I'm guessing you're still answering questions on Stack Overflow, or I th- although I have not looked at how recent your re- most recent answer was. But what else are you up to? What are you most interested in? What have you been kind of learning and excited about learning recently?
1: Well, I'm learning... JavaScript now. Okay, uh, got it. I, I got I got into into Vue very early, but I, I, I did not move my things to, to Vue.js. Right now, everything I do is is uh it's like uh, a Laravel backend API and a Vue JS uh frontend.
0: Got it. So
1: in the in the past four years, uh, I was basically learning, doing some some jobs. Uh, some some websites for one or other people or company doing some contracting work but uh, everything really really small i think and uh, i think two years ago we started to to build things in, in in the government using laravel so it got really big i have a at least five sites in in a um, and two apps using Laravel, mm-hmm. two mobile apps using Laravel. But one of the sites is, uh, we have a, a voting system for, for young congressmen in Rio de Janeiro. Cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, 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 my, my company,
1: uh, my Assembleia Legislativa, it's the name of the company I work for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it has a program for young congressmen. So uh, every every year we have a uh, all the schools in the state, uh, uh, students trying to to become congress young congressmen. So we have a a big voting at some point. Uh, I think is July, and and then they they got to to be a congressman for a week. Uh, oh, cool. Doing, uh, creating bills and and voting bills and and afterwards those bills usually become a a, bill, a state bill, a real state bill. Really? Yeah, really.
0: Wow, that's fascinating, and a little bit terrifying, but mainly fascinating.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, everything is is done uh, with our real congressmen. Right, so right, it's, right. It's cool. It's so.
0: yeah. So, so you built that. So, so you're, I assume you're using view router and Laravel is really just basically spitting out the view initialization and then the API. But none of the the front end of those applications you're talking about are actually built by Laravel, or is it more of a mix? Oh,
1: it's it's uh, no. The API is Laravel. The front end usually uh, is view. Uh, this particularly this one is not uh, 100% view yet because it's uh, it's, it, it has like a one year and a half, uh-huh. but it's basically Vue.js, JS, HTML.
0: Okay. And... Cool. Um, so stepping outside of coding a little bit, I am going to admit that I am an extraordinarily commonly ignorant American when it comes to most things Brazil, uh, Portuguese, and even Rio. So I I've seen a couple movies. You know, I watched City of God a whole bunch of times. My my sister lived in Rio for a year, and uh, my oh, book yeah. was trans. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's obsessed with Portuguese. She's, she, when I went home for Thanksgiving for, you know, a couple of weeks ago, she had, she had been at the bank after coming back from a year and living in Brazil And she heard two people speaking Brazilian Portuguese. She walked up, she said, excuse me, are you from Brazil? And they look at her like she's a crazy person. They said, yes, we just moved here and we're setting up our first bank account. She said, let's be friends. And so they and one of their friends or one of her other random Brazilian friends were over at my family's house for Thanksgiving. And my, my son does capoeira. And so, you know, he was like doing the capoeira play back and forth with one of the guys who studies capoeira. So I have this very tiny, tiny, tiny side influence that is bringing more than average amount of uh, Brazil into my life. But I really know very, very little about the city. I know very little about the country. I know very little about the language. So as a total just kind of like an American idiot who doesn't know anything, what what let's start with Rio. Um, what aspect of Rio do you feel like if someone were to visit, they just needed to, to take in? Obviously, there's a couple of specific tourist sites, but what aspect of living there and being there do you think is really interesting, unique relative to other similar countries that you would really want people to know about?
1: Yeah, I think uh, if you are coming to Brazil, you have to, to try to, to blend, I think, because uh, the people are the best of us. I think we are... Uh, I will not say cool, but we are good, we are warming, I think. Uh, we, love, we love to, to chat, to, to be with people, to uh, laugh. So knowing the, knowing the city is uh, it's something that will, will happen and will happen really fast if you know people here. Because, of course, you, you can go to, to tourist sites. It's easy to, to get a book and go to two sides. But but to eat food, if you if you like food, to eat good food, to know uh amazing restaurants and, and not very known restaurants, you have to know people. You have to, to to make friends here. And it's very really easy to make friends in Brazil. Really,
0: mm-hmm. really easy. I like that. So talking about food. If there was one food that you would want everybody to try, what would it be?
1: Uh, 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 my my American boss was in Brazil uh, last week. So uh, I got them to to know to eat a lamb. Lamb or uh, I think it's that in, in Portuguese. There is a, a, a very, very good lamb here in Lapa. I don't know if you know the name. Mm-mm. Lapa, no. uh, it's like... Uh, it's a, a very a very popular part of the city where you can find uh, uh, a lot of bars opening uh, at night friday and saturday you, you go there and and you will probably know see it like uh, 200 persons to
0: oh yeah Two hundred
1: thousand persons in, the, in, the, in right.
0: the
1: that part of the city so it's very already crowded so the land
0: okay so if i if i were to go and i were to visit I would need to get lamb. I would make friends with people, get to know the com- and, and and honestly that's that's one of the most commonly known things about Brazil's just wonderful. And, and and a lot of the stereotypes all also have to do with parties and fun and entertainment and carnival and all that kind of stuff. So, are there any stereotypes or any common misconceptions you think that people have about Brazil and Brazilians that you think aren't true that you want to dispel?
1: Yeah, the, probably the the People think that Rio, in particular, is too dangerous to to get to to know. Mm-hmm. Of course, it, it's dangerous. Uh, we we are we are living dangerous times, but it's not like that. You can can come here and you, you will be safe. It's right. not like uh, 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 something bad will happen as soon as you touch the soil. We'll the door. So, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's safe here. Cool. It's a good place
0: to be. I like that. Okay, so we're a little short on time, but I want to make sure that we touch into the other things that you're really passionate about. We got dancing and photography queued up. And I do want to ask before I go into those two, am I missing anything about you? Is there an aspect of who you are or what you've done, aspect, a part of your story or anything that, that I've just completely missed that you really want to make sure people get the chance to hear?
1: Not a dot of of my mind and now. Okay. I, I don't think so. I think it's... Let's probably, let's talk photography. Probably yes, oh. but uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, but nothing that pops I can in mind. Remember right
0: now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk photography. So, what got you into photography? What sort of things do you primarily focus on photographing? And how much is it actually like a really a part of your life right now? I know it, it has been at some point. Is it still?
1: Yeah, I got into photography because uh, I love it to to make photos, and uh, I'm very very technical with everything I do. So i I like it very much to program my my camera, so
0: are you a manual mode kind of guy?
1: Yes, yes <laughs> I hold all the time so yeah I love to to take pictures of people. It's maybe what I do the the best uh-huh but i I got no uh in the photography world by taking pictures of shows, okay.
0: And like, um, uh, mu- music shows or music shows. Yeah. Okay.
1: I have, uh, uh because of the, uh, the dancing, which is mm-hmm. the other, uh, I got to a, uh, to, to, the music part of the city, right? Uh, to know a lot of musicians, to be with musicians. And I have, uh, at least two great friends in, in, in music here, here in Rio. So I got to photographed them oh cool and uh today i think that their uh, photos in facebook and twitter are my photos
0: okay so i mean when you go just straight to your website you see some photography right in there is the background of your website something is is that a photo you took yes everything yeah that's gorgeous like i can't (sighs) i can't get i mean it doesn't look real I, i assumed even though i knew you did photography i assume you must not have taken them because they're so beautiful so yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed with this. Yeah, you're, you're talking
1: about which one?
0: The well, the first ones that that came up the last few times I went were a couple of the the view of Rio from above. But then, oh, obviously, yeah. like you, I'm sure you're aware, it, it keeps cycling through photos. But these are just these are incredible photo- uh, photos. I mean, do you, do you consider yourself a professional photographer?
1: Yes, but I, I don't uh, I don't make money from from photography. <laughs> I, I, right. So I have done some some uh, professional work. Right, uh, three or four. But I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not really into it. So I, I'm not photographing too much these days. Photography takes a lot of time. You have to to really stop and look at the the photo, uh, retouch uh, sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that takes a lot of time too. It's time consuming. So I I don't have that time now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I um. It's it's mildly offensive that you can say that you don't even have time for photography and you don't do much and then your photos are this good. Just gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> as, I agree. as someone who wishes I, I was a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is really beautiful stuff. So, um, folks who are listening, Thank definitely you. check it out. And of course, all of this will be in the show notes. Okay, so do you and your wife still dance a lot?
1: We dance. We dance a little bit. No, no, not not uh, as much as we would like to dance. Uh-huh. And we are not in the, in the dance classes anymore. We were okay. like, uh, in the beginning of the year, we, 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 went back to, to the dance classes, but, uh, our lives are, are getting too crazy to, to be there, to, to get a class, uh, uh, every week at certain time. It's, it's hard.
0: It's hard for yeah, us. Absolutely. Uh, especially when you have a family, you know, like there's a, just a lot of obligations that, uh, come from family and from work and everything like that. I'm, Finding that I haven't picked up a lot of my uh, hobbies, you know. Somebody asked in the the Laraville Advent, "What are your hobbies?" and I laughed and I said, "Keeping my kids alive, because there's just <laughs> times when, as if everybody's alive and fed at the end of the day, and the house hasn't burned down, I'm considering it a win." So, yeah. cool. Well, we're we're coming up on time, so uh, I know I said, "Is there any high level aspects of your your story that we haven't covered?" But. Are there any projects or any frameworks or any packages or any conferences or meetups? or Is there anything you'd like to plug you want to talk about or you want to make sure people know about?
1: I don't think so. Uh, I'm basically uh, uh, trying to get into my packages a little bit more. And now I'm, I'm trying to rewrite Tracker from scratch. Oh, because, cool. Uh, yeah, because it's getting old. Uh, mm-hmm. Code is, is really... Ugly to to look at right now. So, uh, yeah, and I think I, I have changed like a, 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 as a as a coder in the past yeah. uh, uh, years. It's so. a couple years old, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's like yeah. two or three years old. I think. Yeah, I think it's it hard- was the first package, first big package that I wrote. Okay, and uh, and got people uh, really liked it. So. I think I have to give some love to the back today again, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's this thing where we we look at our old code and we we can't imagine how we ever wrote like that, but we it's, it's yeah. still our baby, right, so yeah, yeah, I like it, okay, well, this' oh God, it's, it's hard every time, it's hard to cut off talking when I have so many more questions, but I feel like we've covered a really good chunk and we we made it from uh. At least age fourteen until today, even if we probably skipped yeah. a lot of very interesting digressions we could have taken. So, thank you so much for your time. It was a ton of fun talking to you. I love getting learned about you, and thank you for the contributions you make. Especially because often you're making those contributions. Again, I don't want to say like nobody knows who you are or anything like that, but you're you're consistently helping. I mean, the, the, getting a good Stack Overflow score means that you have helped a huge number of people. I mean, you've helped me many, many, many times. So, for the tireless work that you do helping people in our community, thank you very, very, very much. Thanks for having
1: me. And thanks for inviting me to to the this interview and Absolutely. thanks for your works too because uh, uh, your blog posts are helping me all the time as well. Yeah.
0: I love it. Well, I promise that I'm gonna do my best to actually get back to writing them again. I'm in the same 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 pit as you where everything that is anything other than the day job and keeping my family alive has have have really dropped but my hope my hope 2018 let's get back into doing these side things and working on our packages and our blogs. so okay well um antonio thank you so much for your time it was a total pleasure and everybody else there's see everything you need in the show notes just go to dot com, and uh, we'll see you next time